Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And what's up? Welcome in. Special edition of GC Live here. Live from Market on Main, downtown Columbia, South Carolina, Main Street. It is a beautiful, bright day. Hopefully you can see us on the screen. Um... <laughs> It's it's actually very nice because I was already tired of 28 degrees Fahrenheit. So uh, come on out. Uh, again, if you are not going to the game, I know a lot of you are. Um, going to be a huge crowd, but if you're not going to the game, Mark and Old Main, a great place to watch the game with this big old screen right behind us. And um, if you're looking for something to do on New Year's Eve uh, – Get your tickets to Market on Main, uh, marketonmain.com, or call 803-722-4222. Uh, they got a great party going on, a three-course meal from Chef Howard Stevens, an open bar with house alcohol, uh, top shelf also available, um, a la carte, uh, free live music with Radio Source, and the New York City ball drop on Soda City's big screen uh, with a sparkling champagne toast at midnight. So that sounds, that sounds like awesome. – a heck of a party maybe maybe we'll be here i don't know we'll see um but chris uh man w- this thing's caught up to us like it's yeah. right around the corner excited to hear from we got a special guest today mike singer from blueandgold.com that's the on three notre dame site um for, for those who just heard us on 107.5 we're probably going to say a lot of the things we just said already about an hour ago however i'm excited to hear it some, um, you know, some additional insight and information from the people who cover these teams uh, as close as anybody. So we'll be hearing from Mike actually in about seven minutes, Chris. Yeah, looking forward to hearing from him. Always one of my favorite segments because, you know, we can dive into numbers on a team. We can watch a team um, live on ESPN when they play or go back and dig up some of their games from the from uh, earlier this season on YouTube or wherever, Wes. But – to talk to someone who covers the program day in and day out, they're typically able to fill in, you know, some of those gaps and knowledge, things that we don't know, maybe things that we thought that we aren't sure of. And I know we've had people on the show in the past who say, well, actually, no, <laughs> it's yeah. this way. Yeah. Or they say, yeah, what what you think or what you think you've seen is correct. So um, there, there's a lot, I think, to dive into with this Notre Dame team, really in all three phases of the game. They've been one of the best special teams uh, units in the country, just like South Carolina has. They've been a team that's kind of built this identity of running the ball and stopping the run and playing great special teams. But they, like South Carolina, not as many, they've got some key uh, opt-outs or guys missing for this game. Um, You know, a couple on offense that are pretty big, one on defense that's really, really big. So we'll talk uh, to Mike, I'm sure, about that and and much more when he comes on. You know, and I – I don't know, man. Obviously, when you're on the outside looking in, sometimes you just don't have – a lot of times you don't have the full information. But just completely casually following Notre Dame this year, not closely at all, I was a little shocked to see Drew Pine hit the transfer portal and head on out from from there. I mean, I I think that if you just are looking on the outside, I thought he 
played pretty solidly for them this year. And that's something where you go into this game. Yeah, there are question marks on both sides. I think Notre Dame running the football against South Carolina's run defense still probably the uh, the biggest concern mm-hmm. um, from a South Carolina standpoint. However, you, to me, when you got a guy on the other side who hasn't really played a bunch of ball at quarterback and you have Spencer Rattler suiting up for South Carolina on this end, I kind of like that matchup. Like I always, and especially in college ball, even in the NFL too, though, the best quarterback a lot of times puts that team in a position to win. Yeah, indeed. I, I mean, and, and there's always been kind of this running joke among game companies. Okay, there's a, a new quarterback or an inexperienced quarterback or a backup quarterback. Here comes this Heisman campaign, right? Remember before the I Kentucky game? I hate that game? running joke, by the way. I, I know, I know. But you know I despise what, it. I know you do. That's why I brought it up for yeah. one. But, you know, we heard it before the Kentucky game this year with Kaya Sharon, and cool, South Carolina flipped that one on its head because he did not have a lot of success in that game. But an interesting situation with Buckner because, you know, is he really a true backup? Well, he began Mm -hmm. this year as the starter for Notre Dame, first two games. Obviously, Notre Dame got off to a poor start at the beginning of the season. They've kind of turned this football team around. Buckner was the starter against Ohio State and against Marshall. First pass of his career went for 52 or 54 yards to Lorenzo Styles. Got off to a good start. Overall, didn't put up great numbers. I think no touchdown passes, two picks, good competition against Ohio State. Marshall was a solid team this year, particularly early on. Uh, eventually got hurt against Marshall. Sprained, I think, his non-throwing shoulder, his AC joint. They thought he would be out really for the entirety of the season. So Drew Pine took over, played well. Notre Dame kind of turned their season around. But now he is back in the spotlight as the starter. But I think you're right as far as kind of known commodities, if you're looking for areas, advantage Notre Dame, advantage South Carolina here or there, there's some areas where maybe it's close to even. But I think you do give the edge, especially with how Spencer Rattler played down the stretch this year, to the quarterback position for the Gamecocks. Well, and you look at South Carolina's losses, yes, you know, they're going to miss Marshawn Lloyd, obviously. At the same time, I think they got used to playing without him or without him 100%. As the year progressed, um, we saw, you know, they played without him against Tennessee. They played without him at 100%, I would say, against Clemson. And Clemson really did a good job of stopping the run and not really leaving any room there for him to operate in the first place. So, to me, yes, it is a loss, and it's a long-term loss. Like, I, I think would they much rather have a guy with his talent coming back to play running back next year, of course. But – I, I think the most important guy on offense, other than Spencer Rattler, to me has turned into Juice Wells. I mean, he has become their difference maker on offense. It's a guy that has been – actually, if you look at the numbers, Chris, he's quietly put together one of the best seasons for a South Carolina wide receiver in school history. 63 catches this year. It feels like he went off the last two games. He did. That's because he took it to an even higher level. But it's not like Juice was doing nothing for the rest of the year. Yeah. Like this guy, you look at the game-by-game breakdown, he consistently had solid games for South Carolina and then put up massive games down the stretch, a massive game against Arkansas. And those two guys have really developed some chemistry. You go all the way back to when Spencer first signed with South Carolina and then they got Juice into the mix. And, you know, Juice going out to Arizona and spending some extra time with Spencer just to – kind of take that extra step to get on the same page. These these are the two guys I think you have to look at in this game. If you look at sort of the idea, that approach of 
well, you need your best players to play well. To me, that duo of Juice and Spencer Rattler is what I circle. If these guys play to what I think they will, then I think Carolina can win this game, and I think they can put up some points as well. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they're going to have to ride their best players, and that that pool has been narrowed, right? You, you made a great point that Marshawn Lloyd did not play against Tennessee, by far the team's best offensive performance. He played against Clemson, but was clearly not completely himself, right? Like, he was better from a health standpoint. Snaps in that game, but, but just wasn't quite all the way there, and so they kind of piecemealed the running game together the last two weeks season. Jaheen Bell was a big part of that. Of course, he's not with South Carolina anymore. Then you mentioned, you know, you look at the tight ends, Stogner, Trey Kenyon, Nate Atkins, um, you know, Jaheen Bell, if, if you want to call him a tight end, that group had a really good finish to the season. And the only one left is, of course, Nate Atkins. So you kind of look around and you say, well, Spencer Rattler needs to be the focus of the offense. And that, of course, is true. But you look at the fact that they're going to have to have some other guys step up. Juice Wells, yes, but what we're saying, Notre Dame also knows. And so from a game plan standpoint, that'll be their priority. You don't have Josh Van. You don't have two tight ends that were pass-catching options and threats for you. And so then it becomes – it puts the onus on finding creative ways out of the backfield to get Juju McDowell involved. Having a Marion Brown step up. He's he's looked dangerous at times this year, Wes, but it hasn't – hasn't really clicked with that big game. Can you do that? Can you get to carry on Joyner more involved in the passing game? Xavier Leggett, Nate Adkins, how do you involve him? Um, so it's, it's kind of very interesting. It's very intriguing in terms of how they're going to be able to structure this game plan with guys that, you know, you, you want to keep the focus simple. You want to do what's worked for you. But the reality of it is from a personnel standpoint, you are looking, you know, at, at a different football team. And so knowing that Spencer has to be the trigger man and it has to run through him, I think it, it puts – it does realistically put a little bit more pressure on him to go out and make plays. Uh, but that's really what he did the, the last two weeks of the season, Wes. He, he made a lot of plays, and Juice Wells, who will be on the field, was a big, big uh, part of that. Yeah, y'all going to have to bear with me. We're working on uh, getting Mike Singer in here. Um got to get this invite sent out but uh mike just hit me up he will be joining us here shortly and um i'm curious you know we have a we have sort of a big picture view on notre dame and, and what they're missing and what they've lost i'll be curious to hear what mike has to say about the real world um implications of these losses you know what spots do they sort of feel like oh, we lost this guy, but we, we maybe have a guy who's been kind of just waiting in the wings, waiting on his chance. Could be an opportunity for him. Um, obviously, this game's an opportunity for everybody that maybe hasn't played a ton this year to step in. And bowl games are different these days. So um, we're having him join us right now. It's Mike Singer from blueandgold.com, uh, the On3 Network. Mike, uh, appreciate you taking the time, man. How you doing? Of course, fellas. How you doing? We're good, man. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we're coming in clearly enough for you to hear us. Um, tell us, we always ask our guests, um, if Gamecock fans have not been watching Notre Dame, have not paid attention enough this year, what is the first thing they need to know, big picture, about this team that South Carolina is going to face on Friday? Uh, you know, the quarterback position. I think that's a, a spot that most people like to talk about, fellas. So that's that's definitely it for the Notre Dame side of things is uh, Notre Dame's 
starting quarterback to open the season against Ohio State was Tyler Buckner. Um, Notre Dame lost the opener against the Buckeyes and then um, fell against Marshall the next week. And then Buckner got hurt at the end of that Marshall game. Threw a pick six, got hurt. Um, Notre Dame starts the season 0-2. Buckner is, you know, he's the dual threat kind of guy, you know, can, can push the ball downfield a bit, but you know, his best attribute is, is his leg. So Notre Dame in that loss against Marshall really relied on him in the run game because they just really couldn't get anything going offensively. So they're running their quarterback a lot. When you run your quarterback, the more likely he is to get injured, and that's exactly what happened. So Notre Dame's without Buckner for the entire season. Drew Pine, um, you know, smaller guy, uh, you know, uh, you root for him, but just didn't kind of had the God-given tools to excel um, Notre Dame had a fine season bouncing back from that 0-2 start. Pine transfers to Arizona State. Buckner is now healthy. So to kind of recap this, the guy who started Notre Dame's first two games the season, who you know, Notre Dame started the season 0-2 under him, he's now the starter again. Uh, at least it's, it's fully expected. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how Buckner looks after, again, not playing for three months um what what changes does he have for the offense because him going out there fellas it's basically like um an audition for the starting job next year it's going to be very fascinating yeah mike thanks again for joining us man i appreciate you taking taking the time today uh so you mentioned notre dame's turnaround we hit on that a little bit before you came on that they had a rough start to the season obviously competition level with ohio state there but when i was looking over statistics which can be liars one thing that I noticed is beginning of the year, it seemed like Notre Dame was giving up a lot of rushing yards and kind of struggling a little bit more on defense. And then the back half, it looks like they settle more into their identity of run the ball, stop the run, play great special teams. Am I seeing that accurately? And kind of what is what identity did this team settle in? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Early in the season, again, with Buckner, Notre Dame didn't really have an identity. It's like, what were they offensively? Are they a, a spread it out team? Are they a you know, a, a power run team with their quarterback, like a Tim Tebow back in the day. Like, what are they? But when Buckner got hurt and you bring in Drew Pine, again, he's about 5'10", 5'11", 195 pounds, not a rocket arm, not very mobile. Notre Dame went to a we are a ground and pound offense. So, again, going back to Buckner, it's, I have no idea what the Irish are going to be um, for this Gator Bowl game. It's going to be fascinating defensively. It's been a bit of a bend but don't break team. Like no, the secondary has improved. Like Notre Dame's weak point in, in defensively for the past several years has been the corners and the safeties. Um, besides Kyle Hamilton, who's now starring at the Ravens, he's been a freak. But the corner positions improved. They have a true freshman uh, by the name of Ben Morrison who's been popping on the lists of you know the freshman All America teams. He's been very good. You know the linebacker core is, is is decent. The defensive line's decent now. A big point in this game, guys, on both sides is who's not playing in it, right? So uh, Michael Mayer, Notre Dame's all-world tight end, he's declared for the draft. Uh, the defensive end, Isaiah Foskey, he's declared for the draft. So, um, yeah, your, your best weapon for Tyler Buckner is out in Mayer, and then Foskey, the best defensive lineman, the, and, and probably best defensive player they had is, is out for the game. So, yeah, kind of going back to your your, your question, Chris, it's your – your line of reasoning is, is definitely on point for what we've seen for Notre Dame this season. Um, the offense is, is ground and pounds, and the defense has been a little bit of bend but don't break. 
So, Mike, with Buckner, um, based on what you saw those first two games and just what you've heard and what you've seen in practice leading in, um, what can Gamecock fans expect from him just from a skill set standpoint? Do you have a feel for kind of uh, at least coming in as a recruit as well? What was the book on Buckner as far as uh, his style of play? Yeah, I want to answer – I thought you were just going to say, what do you expect from Buckner? I'll answer the skill set thing next, but what I expect from Buckner, got no idea. Don't have a clue in the world. I mean, how guys, can you just imagine if he gets injured in this game? It's like, did they rush him back? And now he's hurt again. Like he's been a very injury prone player going back to his, you know, his junior year of, or, you know, his high school career, you know, torn ACL as a sophomore. Um, You know, he tripped down some stairs and got hurt for the, the, the spring game. Um, missed some time to his freshman season in 2021. Um, obviously, the non-throwing shoulder injury this season, so he's just been dinged up throughout his you know, football playing career. So I have no idea what to expect from him. But in terms of the skill set, he's a bigger, sturdy kid, you know, about 6'1", 210 pounds. So, he, you know, he's a thick kid. Um, mechanically throwing the football, sometimes it looks like he's pushing it downfield a little bit. Like I, I haven't loved kind of the mechanical changes, his throwing motion, you know, as I've been tracking them, cause I do cover, you know, Notre Dame recruiting. That's my main beat. So I haven't loved that, but you know, he's still a guy who, um, you know, can push the ball downfield again. Don't love his, his throwing motion and, and his delivery and all that, but, um, he does get the ball out quickly in that 10 to 15, you know, yard intermediate range, you know, he's a very efficient passer, but again, running the football um, and, and just getting outside the pocket is where he's going to do his most damage. I think what Notre Dame nation doesn't want to see in this Gator bowl game is just a, a bunch of design Tyler Buckner runs. <laughs> what we want to see is more of backyard ball, you know, like the Notre Dame USC game, Caleb Williams just tore um, Notre Dame apart by just by backyard ball. You know, getting outside of the pocket, play breaks down, you know, finding his receivers downfield. But you didn't see Caleb Williams, um, you know, in designed runs much. That's what Notre Dame fans want to stay away from. Tyler Buckner, designed runs, more chance of him getting hurt. Um, you know, we definitely want to see more of, again, you know, letting him just play backyard ball. Mike, with Mayer out at tight end, and obviously he's, I mean, the best tight end in the country when he was on the field. And with Foskey out, mentioned he may be Notre Dame's best defensive player. You know what? Obviously, they're great players, but how big of a loss is each of those guys? Um, do they have, for instance, with Mayer? You know, who's kind of the next guy up that's their biggest pass catching threat? Foskey, how big of a loss is that from a run stopping, pass rushing standpoint? Who are some guys to to watch on either side of the ball? <laughs> I will agree with you on the uh, the best tight end in the country thing. I know your guys' SEC counterparts would disagree over in Athens, but in, in South Bend, the feeling has definitely been that uh, Michael Mayer is the best tight end in the country. Um, it, it's a huge loss for Notre Dame's passing attack. They really don't have, as I'm thinking, a, a, nowhere near the established pass catcher on their roster, whether it's tight end or receiver. It's... Um, a lot of young talent, you know, at tight end and receiver, but you lose such a bulk of your production in Michael Mayer. So that's going to be a very fascinating point for this game. Like, who does Tyler Buckner rely on? Because, you know, whether it was Buckner or Pine this season, you know, if you didn't know what to do, just throw to 87, and that was probably going to be a good thing for you. Well, he's not in this game. They don't 
I mean, they have good tight ends, but no, no one near Michael Mayer right now. And the receivers are talented, but still relatively unproven. Um, and then on the Foskey side of things, I don't know. That's one. That's going to be interesting. You know, he definitely provided a lot of sacks and and stops in the run game, but the Mayer impact is a lot bigger than Foskey, at least in my opinion. Still, a you know a, a fairly deep um, defensive end rotation. So. Um, I, I think it, you, you'll see more of an impact on the offensive side of the ball with those two guys being out. Mike, um, we always like to talk on the show a little bit about game flow and just sort of obviously keys to victory, but just kind of how this game may feel on Friday. I know it's very difficult with all the guys missing on both sides. It's difficult in bowl games in general, even if everybody was there. I think a lot of times bowl games also come down to, you know, who wants to be there. And I, I think for this game, it is kind of hard to put a, a finger on it. But what's your feel – just um, your best guess for how this thing could play out as far as some keys and how many points it's going to take to win this thing. I'm going to lay this out very simply for you guys. I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I would never bet on an NFL exhibition game because you don't know what the (laughs) heck to expect. Like how long are the starters going to play? You know who, like you don't know what you're betting on, right? I'm not betting on NFL exhibition games. I truly feel like, some of these lower level college bowl games, you know, outside the, the playoff in the New York six are, are basically just yeah, their exhibition games. I mean, Notre Dame, their main identity this season had been pine throwing the ball, the mayor, and then pounding the rock, no pine, no mayor, right? You still got the pounding the rock aspect, but still your offense looks completely different from a Notre Dame standpoint. You're de- again, you're losing Isaiah Foskey, your main defense alignment. I, I don't cover South Carolina and have the knowledge that you guys do of the Gamecocks, but I know they have several players not playing this bowl game. So I have no idea how to answer that question, guys. I mean, and I think anyone who does is just kind of, you're just doing your best guess because I have no idea. No idea. No idea. Um, Hey, so one. Sorry, not answering your question, but that's all I got. No, no, I I understand completely, man. I I know you're going to have something on this one. I'm guessing you do. Uh, it's a big discussion on our message boards. Um, what are you hearing on Sam Hartman? Like, this is a guy who's from, um, you know, nearby. He's from the Carolinas. There's some South Carolina connections to the state here. Um, what, Since we have you, what can you tell us about the reports out there about Hartman and Notre Dame? Yeah, fellas. So, um, we're on the On3 Network. You're on the On3 Network. So, your subscribers at Gamecock Central can go over to blueandgold.com. And I did have a report on that this morning. So, you can get a little bit more in, intel there um, for our fellow On3 subscribers. But I, I will just say that, you know, Pete Damble put out yesterday, hey, he's entering the portal and Notre Dame looks like the favorite. That seems to be accurate from everything I'm hearing. I don't think it's a slam dunk like a, hey, um, this thing's a 1000% guarantee. Um, I mean, look, the guy just entered the portal, you know, other schools are going to be hitting him up, but I, I still do expect that he ends up at Notre Dame and what a get for the Irish that will be, um, you know, the all, ACC all-time leader in passing touchdowns, the guy who um, has played a ton of football and Notre Dame needs more talented bodies at the quarterback position. They can't go into next season and just rely on Tyler Buckner. Um, they need more bodies there. Again, just Tyler Buckner is a talented player, but he's very injury prone. So if you're just going in with Tyler Buckner and then some young guys who haven't played much ball behind him, good luck to you. So Sam Hartman would be a fine addition for the Irish. Mike, uh, great stuff as always, man. We appreciate you making the time. Uh, Gamecock fans out there, if you want to 
read more about the Notre Dame side of this game, head on over to Blue and Gold. Again, like he said, if you have an on-three subscription to Gamecock Central, you can also read all their content as well. So uh, make sure you all go check that out. Mike, again, we appreciate it, man. Enjoy watching the game on Friday. We'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, Chris West, you guys take it easy, man. All right, appreciate Thanks, it. Mike, Mike uh, good stuff there. Again, y'all go check out Blue and Gold uh, on the On3 network. And um, we always learn something new, Chris, yeah, on these things. Absolutely. Um, right now, I'm learning how good these tacos look as well. Um, every smell so, yeah, up. We got to tell y'all, we're again at Market on Main. Missy has dropped off the tacos. And Chris got a grilled pimento cheese sandwich with bacon that looks phenomenal. Yep. But um, back to business, Chris. We do have to finish the show. I don't think I knew that Bugner was a such a run threat. Absolutely. I knew he got injured. Uh, well, Mike mentioned throwing the pick six. I don't think it was on that same play. Uh, it might have been. But I do know uh, that he was doing some running around in that game and, and got injured. So I did not realize he was that much though, of, a dual, of a dual threat, which is different. So when you're kind of looking at the Notre Dame offense, he mentioned how it's basically totally different. You do have – the run game aspect, Chris Tyree, their running backs, their offensive line's pretty talented, pretty good. But now you're going from a guy in Drew Pine who was, you know, I'm not putting the game manager tag on him, Wes. I kind of don't really yeah, like are. that. About to do okay. It. But he did a good job for them. I think Mike's opinion was maybe a little bit different, which was interesting. Um, but Buckner is a guy who can run a little bit more. Maybe he's not going to be the thrower in terms of accuracy that Drew Pine was. But I knew that also that Michael Mayer's absence was going to have a big impact. He confirmed that probably plus a little bit more. He was just such a huge part of their passing game. Yeah, no doubt, man. So uh, we always learn something new. I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what this game means. Obviously, Mike didn't want to really give any predictions, I don't think. We're, we're about, I would say, two minutes away from giving our predictions. We got to give them. I mean, yeah, yeah. And we'll we're just what making them up, too. Like, yeah, like that's to. what, come on. Every sports media guy is just making this up just as they go anyway. But, um, unless you're one of those heavy analytics guys. But even then, the analytics stuff a lot of times now does not compute the yeah. fact that you're missing this guy for the NFL. You're missing this guy to the transfer portal. It's based on what your team did this season yeah. when you had those guys. So even the analytics are probably screwed up a pretty good bit as far as predicting games when it comes to bowl season. But uh, you see the graphic on the screen if you're on the video version of the show. Want to give a shout out to our friends at Liberty Tax. Again, tax season right around the corner, 803 462 5576. Appreciate Larry and his team here locally at Liberty Tax in Columbia, Irmo, and Lexington being big supporters of the show. And we're looking forward to telling you all about Liberty Tax uh, this next new year as tax season hits and becomes a big part of your conversation in your household. So, again, appreciate Larry and uh, his team being a part of the show. Chris, um, have you thought of what your prediction is, not for the score, but for your article? No, I've actually thought about the score prediction a little bit more, which that might be backwards. It seems like to get to the end result, you might need to think a little bit more about some things that are going to happen in the game. Uh, but I, I have thought about some of those things, but I've not landed on one in-game prediction. What about you? Are you, are you there? Not really. I haven't I mean, submitted it yet. Yeah, I've not either. submitted it. Um, I mean – I, I kind of feel like mine's going to have something to do with Spencer Rattler yeah, and the fact good. that I think Carolina's going to throw the ball around and I think have some success. Yeah. I also think you're going to see some different guys, um, see some different guys 
make an impact on offense. Yep. I think we, we know Juice is going to be the top guy, but, um, you know, you kind of go down that depth chart. Even some guys aren't listening on the depth chart. You know, can a Landon Sampson, can an Omega Blake get in this game? Uh, you know, part of my prediction may be that Shane Beamer is incorrect when he says that Nate Atkins is not going to play every snap. <laughs> I'm going to say Nate, funny. Nate Atkins will play – if healthy, 95% plus of Ooh, the snaps okay. on offense. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that will be my written one for the article, but I, I, the guy's a gamer. Yeah, He's going to be on the field unless he gets banged up. So, Chris, give us your score and give us your why. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I have he, – here's – I'm going to go back to what you said earlier. It is It has been so tough to, like, predict this game because both sides missing not just players due to injury, like – Sometimes you go through a regular season game and it's these guys are out and they're impactful, but both sides are missing massively impactful players. On one hand, South Carolina is missing more. Mm. On the other hand, they're not missing the guys that have been their two best offensive players and really probably their two best players on their team mm. in some ways in Juice Wells and Spencer Rattler. So I'm kind of leaning towards what you said earlier, and that is which team has the best option at quarterback. I think that's South Carolina. So a lot of concerns in this game. Which team can can any team gain either team gain an edge on special teams because they've both been really good. South Carolina missing some key guys there. I don't know, but I'm leaning towards South Carolina. Uh, it has been so tough to think of a score prediction. You're basically making up. Is it going to be high scoring? It's going to be lower scoring. I'm going to just throw one out. 31-27 South Carolina. That's the wow. it. Wow. You very nearly stole mine. Okay. Well, um, I went 31-28. Ooh, I, wow. I think there's going to be some points in this game. I think it's going to be tight. I was thinking back, man. South Carolina has – they've actually – and this may have – this probably has no effect on this game. But they have had some success in the last couple of decades, like playing some big-name teams yeah. and then getting bowl wins over them. I – I, it's still last year, still fresh on my mind. The fact that you know South Carolina looked like they really, truly wanted to be there. Like the guys that were on the team, the guys that were there for the game, completely locked in to not treating it like an exhibition. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mike talked about. I think there's value, honestly, in the guys that a lot of people will point to. Well, this team had no opt outs. Talking about some other teams. Again, I've said it all week long. If you're not 100% in, I would encourage the opt-outs. Yeah. Let the guys who, like, are all in for it, not the guys who are having to maybe think a, think a little bit about their future mm-hmm. more so than any other regular game. So, I um, I think South Carolina will play well. However, I think there's going to be points scored. I think the run threat of Notre Dame and now also learning that they're going to have a run threat at quarterback is concerning for South Carolina. That's why I think both sides will put up some points. Um, a few turnovers here and there will keep it from being an even higher scoring game. But I've got Mitch been efficient all year long, the most efficient you can possibly be, yeah. um, with a field goal to win this one, South Carolina 31-28. So we shall see. Um, all right, y'all, that's going to do it. Uh, we're going to cut it a little bit short because we've been talking forever if you add in the, the <laughs> earlier show. And, again, want to tell you, come on out, Market on Main, again, marketonmain.com. If you don't have New Year's Eve plans, they got a three-course menu included with your ticket, open bar included with your ticket, 
live music included with your ticket, ball drop, and then sparkling champagne to clink together at midnight on New Year's Eve. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, give them a follow, by the way, for to kind of keep you updated. If you're on Instagram, market on main cola SC is how you can do that. All right, y'all, we're out. If you're in Jacksonville, hopefully we'll see you there. Um, I think there's still a few tickets available for that Patrick Davis concert on Thursday. So we're going to be out there. If you're there as well, come say what's up. If you haven't bought your tickets, get in line for those. And uh, we'll see you, I guess, on the other end of this thing. But he is Chris. I'm Wes. Y'all have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.